This podcast is being brought to you by Leftover Energy, LLC. I am service. I am uplift. It's normally me. That was not me that time. Don't you ever hit stop. I didn't Don't hit you stop. Ever stop recording. I didn't hit stop. Oh, okay. I was like, uh-uh. I want all that grumbling and grumble tumbling and belly rumbling going on. We ain't gonna say who it was. It like but there are two it? females in the room it and wasn't it wasn't me. none of the dudes. Hey, and it wasn't me because I ate. Kimberly Clark is an urban snap ed educator for Alabama A&M University. Known as the sportspreneur, Kimberly continues to build her sports enterprise and savvy around servant leadership. Her story from humble beginnings to successful businesswoman is one that is, inspires the masses she became the owner of Birmingham's longest-lasting semi-professional men's basketball team, the Magic City Surge, in 2015. She became the first African-American female to be the majority owner of a professional team in Alabama. Kimberly believes that exploring your dreams can lead to a successful pathway to purpose but is also an important part of building strong culture and community. In addition to working full-time as an educator and being a social entrepreneur, she was recently nominated and appointed a member of the National Society of Leadership and Success by Alabama A&M University. She serves as co-chair of the Family Advisory Council for the Birmingham Education Foundation sits on the QEP Committee for Alabama A&M University and is captain for the A&M Walk Across 1890s Challenge for 2022. In 2021, she received a distinguished certification from Cornell University in Women's Entrepreneurship. Kimberly has received many accolades for her service to the community. She was nominated two years in a row for the Summit Media Minority Business Awards for Entrepreneur of the Year. In 2018, she was honored during Women's History Month at the University of Montevallo. Also in 2018, she was awarded the Amelia Boynton Robinson Women of Valor Award for Leadership by Tuskegee University alumni chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated and received a certificate of accomplishment for basketball general management and scouting by the global leaders in sports education, sports management worldwide. 2017 Jefferson County Millennial Democrats awarded her for business leadership. The same year she received the Game Changer Award from IAG. Kimberly is currently a student at Alabama A&M University, completing her bachelor's in business administration. That 
was a good bio, dear. Why, thank you, Iva. <laughs> Will you do me a favor? The illustrious Iva. <laughs> Tell me a joke. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Y'all ready? I'm ready. Okay, so y'all know we getting close to Halloween. So I got a Halloween joke. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you tickled already yourself. <laughs> what do birds give out on Halloween? What? Tweets. Tweets. <laughs> 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 Did you hear about the world's largest pickle? Uh, uh, uh. It's a pretty big deal. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Oh, those were some good corny ones right Man, there. What? <laughs> um, that was from Erica Bass. Oh yeah, I look, always love her little corny man, jokes. Man, she be having me cracking. Oh, do you hear me? I was in my office one day. And it was like, why did you scream so loud? And our our offices are kind of soundproof, so I had to be loud. Yeah. I was like, y'all got to see my home girl joke. I was like, Kim, bye. I was like, yeah, leave me alone. It's funny. We have uh, um, we got a little theme going on okay. this season, and it is what makes you so Birmingham. So, tell me, what makes you so Birmingham? Ooh, honey, let me see. I couldn't even tell you what made me so Birmingham because I'm that Birmingham. <laughs> like, it's just whatever I do is natural because I'm from Birmingham. Yeah. By the way, a fair feel. But, you know, um, I would say just Birmingham people, I don't care what, we loyal. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's to mess. <laughs> <laughs> we lord to it. Whatever to people, we do. to money, to the grind, to the hustle, to being super opinionated on Facebook. We are loyal to a T. We with who we with. We ain't who we ain't. And we do what we want to do. And that's just it. Yeah. So I think that's a trait. And it's a good trait to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, From our people around here. You know what I'm saying? So... Yeah, I think the loyalty, um, I think what else makes me so Birmingham is real Birmingham people, I don't care where you go, you always come back home. Mm. You know, we love, and we so Birmingham wherever we go. Mm. So people know, I don't care how long you're somewhere, you just can't fit in because you just so Birmingham. So that's what <laughs> I think makes me so Birmingham. I'm just full of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I got two. Okay. For you. Okay. The first one is everybody knows Kim. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you you are like uh you like me in the fact that you can't go anywhere and somebody not. You be don't like, know hey, like one you know? person. Yeah, yeah. And they be like, Oh, this Kim. Now you done met twenty more other people. <laughs> and you like, what's their name again? God. And then <laughs> I'll say you're so Birmingham because you have from campaigns to businesses to nonprofits to worship to kids organizations, you know, you have really invested your time into a lot of people here in the city. And, um, you know, a lot of people, uh, 
a lot of people don't want to claim Birmingham. They mm-hmm. they aren't as proud as the way you just said it, but but you you hold it down, and so that's what makes you so Birmingham to me. Now I gotta ask you this one <laughs> because you know I want people to know you and and how and 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 how I know you and everything. Mm-hmm. So you have to say you, either your first or fondest memory okay. with me. So, truth be told, I think I met Ava when I was like eight or nine. Him (laughs) and my, um, him and my neighbor neighbor. were best friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he was always over there. And as I got older, it was like I get to hang with them, right? (laughs) And so Stanley kind of moved out of state, ran across pie. And we just started, like, kicking it, like, hanging out. He was like, I'm going to take you up under my wing and keep you out of trouble. You know, it was more keeping him out of trouble. Right. (laughs) But I think that's my funnest memory that he just, you know, he remembered me from a kid. And he kind of knew already what the world was about. And, you know, I was learning, and, you know, I thought I knew so much. I knew very little. But what Ava did was show me that, look where you came from for real. Don't let the things that happen around you dictate who you really are. Let me show you what you can do is in you. And that's what he kind of did. So that's like my fondest, you know, first memory and some of my one of my fondest memories about him. My fondest memory is the summer with the girls. The 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 fairy godmothers, the bachelorettes. We um, yes. We had, um, of course, I was in CEB, and um, Kim was one of our first bachelorettes. And fast forward to not too many years, what, seven eight years ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we had a group of girls that we took over into the club, into the bachelorettes. And I just tell you, the the time we spent with those girls um, and the closeness that we rebonded with with the boys mm-hmm. and everything, it was just, that was just a real special time for me. And so, and the I, food I don't... We, eat, we ate a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Now tell, uh, I, I know I I don't always read bios because, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're, they're, they can be wordy or boring to somebody just sitting there listening, <laughs> but I'm just so damn proud of you. Aww. Like, I wanted to dot every I and cross every T, but it's, it's, but it, it was, it's still, uh, uh. 30,000 feet view of you, Mm. you know, it's that bio is to prepare um, a a, a scholarly audience for who is about to speak to them, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But I think the importance of you is not in that bio. Mm. Tell us your story you know what I'm saying yeah. like the good the bad the ugly the painful mm-hmm. because I, I tell people all the time I'm glad for what I went through but oh. that shit hurt when I was going Man, through what? it you know what I'm saying what? it was painful it was painful so you know tell tell us your story like you know from 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 the mud up well when we grew up 
There wasn't no cars. I, just, <laughs> I had to walk 10 miles to school barefoot. <laughs> um, well, my story is, you know, it's kind of a common story, really, in our culture, mm. but not too many people share it. Mm. So, you know, I did come from the best of both worlds. I'll put it like that because, you know, some of my family can deal, some of my family can't, but it's my truth. So I word things in a way. I came from the best of both worlds. Um, I became pregnant at 16, had my baby at 16. Um, and it was different, you know. I And I was one was not having kids. So it was really shocking to me that I was pregnant. And it was kind of sad because nobody had really even told me the real ins and outs of sex. So when it happened, you know, it was just because of pure ignorance. And that's all it was, mm-hmm. pure ignorance. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it happened. My daughter was here. I was excited. But things transpired in, in the process. I had to get my GED. Not because I was an F student. I made the honor roll. Mm-hmm. I had scholarships already. Because my baby was sick and I couldn't come to school. Mm-hmm. And the principal refused to continue sending me work home. Not the teachers. They rallied for me all the way to the end. The principal. But, you know, back then, it was shone upon if you were pregnant in high school. She wanted me to go to Ansley. I'm so fair feel. <laughs> but but let me throw in something right there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was ignorance there as far as, you know, the birds and the bees are concerned. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you had to grow up real, real fast. Fast. You know what I'm saying? Fast. And you weren't prepared for, you know, your friends not hanging with you no more. You right. know what I'm saying? Everybody talking about, girl, I babysit. Negative. <laughs> Negative. Do yeah, you hear me? It, yeah. it was like, and it, it, you know, and let's talk about how I really felt. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a majorette in the band. I couldn't march anymore. Um, all my friends, it's like my senior year. All my friends hanging out at the football games, going all these places. They cute with their little stuff on, and they probably sipping in their cup or whatever. And I'm sitting up there in the bleachers, pregnant as hell. Yeah. <laughs> you know, can't participate in anything. Ashamed, wearing big clothes because nobody really knows what's going on with me. I'm mm-hmm. hiding it. My family didn't find out I was pregnant because I was like six or seven months. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was just, I was ashamed. I was embarrassed. I was confused. And I really thought God hated me. I just mm-hmm. really thought God hated me. You know, but I had my daughter. Um, my mom was a great support, you know. Um, we had our issues, but she came around to rally around with me and my daughter. Um, and she helped me along the way. And if it wasn't for her, a lot of the stuff that I, I – where I am today, if she did not say, let me help with your baby, mm-hmm. um, if my grandma didn't say, i keep her for a few hours – if my other grandma ain't say, now you can sit here and do something, and I'll watch while you sit here, but you ain't going to leave. <laughs> she didn't do that. If my aunties didn't just show me how to be a working woman and a hustler and a mother, you know, I would not be where I am today. If it weren't for people like Ava, Stanley, you know, people just showing me who I am, 
and making me realize that, okay, you had a baby young and you know how many other people have? And you don't know until you dig into your family history. Uh, you got the answer that said, oh, it's all right, baby. You ain't the first one. You be looking like, what you talking about? <laughs> you know? So, you know, it took several years, you know, for me to kind of get over it, you know. But, and it was just because, again, pure ignorance mm-hmm. and embarrassment and shame and really thinking that God didn't like me no more. Like, I must have did something. And that was on one end. On the other end was like, this why you don't you supposed to stay a virgin. So I was like, cause the Bible had said, you know. So I'm be I'm beating myself up all type of ways. Now keep in mind, I'm 16 years old. I'm carrying this all the way in my adulthood. So how, or what thing, or or was there a specific catalyst mm-hmm. to turn that frustration into? You know what? I'm going to live my best life and turn it into, like, victory, you know? I'm going to tell you what it was. I could not, I, I, one that I couldn't, I didn't take any of my scholarships, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, <laughs> my family, I could do, you know, I can do pretty much anything. I'm a Gemini. Anything we want to do, I draw, sing, write, whatever. You know, I could do how. I can flip mattresses. I can tell why. Whatever Geminis want to do, pretty much we do. So, but, you know, because I had a baby, I had to leave school and get my GED, you know, play it safe. Maybe you should just do hair. I went to hair school four times. Hmm. Twice was paid in cash. I could never finish. That's not what I wanted to do. Right. You know? So, happenstance, God stance is what I call it. I'm at J.C.'s Honey House. Y'all remember J.C.'s Honey House? Yeah. Okay. So, me and my friends are in line, Sherry, rest in peace. And this guy walks up, and he was like, how old are you all? And he was like, they were like 16. I was like, I just turned 17. Sherry's like, well, I'm going to be 17. He said, I need somebody 17. Now, it was Corey White. He was like, we have a new radio station in town. We're looking for interns, you know, blah, 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 blah. So he gave me the card. So I went home, told my mama. She was like, well, why don't you call? I was like, oh, I ain't going to do that. I just stayed at Winn-Dixie. So, <laughs> but I always knew I loved music, and I just loved people. I love, you know, I just love people, and I love to run my mouth. So I'm like, yeah, let me see about this radio stuff. So I went, um to the station to fill out an application. I'll never forget the story. Walked in the lobby. Ricky Smiley walks. I walk in the lobby. He's walking in out the um, DJ booth or something. And he was like, hey, who are you? And I was like, I'm Kimberly. So we talking. So the lady walks up, and she asked Ricky something. And he was like, uh, you know my cousin? And it was Cynthia, this lady named Cynthia. She was like, okay. He's like, yeah, this is my cousin. She from Kingston. Now keep in mind, I don't know what Kingston is. I'm <laughs> thinking he's talking about Kingston, Jamaica. You know? <laughs> Y'all, real green. I was 17, now real green. So, um, she was like, this your cousin? He was like, yeah, she said she here for a job. Look out for her. So she was like, okay. So she came back. She was like, I want you to fill this part out, then come back and fill out your application. They want to talk to you in like 10, 15 minutes. And I got the job on the spot. I mm-hmm. didn't know Ricky Smiley from anything. So that was the first thing. So I navigated through that, but keep in mind, I was young. So I think the next thing that really catapulted me was, honestly, was Ava's campaign. I 
never charged me with doing something that was way out my comfort zone, going to ask people for money. Mm-hmm. He knows that I would ask people for money for puppies, homeless people. <laughs> and, but when it comes to, like, selling stuff or campaigns, I just wasn't with it. Ava sent me out there. I started bringing Ava nice checks, and he was like, do you think you can't do this? And after that, it changed my mindset about the people I want to be around, the places I want to go, the things I wanted to drive. Because I've always been very simple. I didn't have to have certain things. It just, they didn't, and, and folks were like, you just cheat yourself. No, I just don't have to have all that stuff. But as you get a little taste of it, you learn how to maneuver your life around it. Not saying that I just got to have it, but I know how to adjust myself to accept it because it's going to come to me anyway. And that's my mindset. So I've put me in a position to realize that I don't have to change who I am to accept the great things that are coming to me. What I do is create the space where I am. So... I'm in, wherever I'm at, even with you, I'm in my own space. And I'm good. Because y'all accepting me and y'all coming to me. Y'all interested. You see what I'm saying? And my space big enough to invite you on in. You get your little bit. And if you want to step out, you can. But some people love to be in my space. Because I love you know, to be in only, certain people's the space. The only problem I have with your um, uh, approach, I'll say. <laughs> Like yes, she has book. taken she has taken the good, <laughs> thrown out the bad. Proud of her for that. But the one thing that you still do, you take too many chances on people. <laughs> you know, like you go. You, you know, I'm serious. It's like you know, your your circle got to be tight, and and sometimes it's not. Your closest friends and the people you always around. It's you. You just gotta roll with the people that look at you and believe in you. Mm. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's deep. That's yeah. deep. That's deep. I think over the last few months, so much stuff has happened in our family, like deaths and I, myself being sick, and so I've taken months and just separated myself from people. You know. And it is what it is. I didn't want to come out the house. I didn't want to do anything. Fathers, I went to my auntie's house and go see my mom. I didn't have to do nothing else. I just wanted to sit in the presence of God, my husband, my daughter, and the blessings that I have. Which, so, hold on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a perfect time out spot because I want to I want to know about that period mm-hmm. and then how... How are we going to roll forward with Surge? Because, you know, it's it's time for the city. We're getting behind all these sports teams and everything else. It's time for us to really, really get like behind you mm-hmm. like we never have before. How can people find you on social media? You all can find me on Instagram at SportsBayBham. Facebook at Sports Bay Beham. I have a website, www.sportsbay.org. Um, you can email me at contact us at sportsbay.org. At Alabama Power, there's nothing more important to us than our customers and the communities we serve. Alabama Power is more than your reliable source of electricity. We're committed to building the future of energy and providing innovative solutions to our customers. Alabama Power offers energy efficiency tips to help lower your bills 
and the company supports agencies that offer bill assistance. Alabama Power initiates and supports efforts to grow the economy and elevate the state of Alabama. And yes, we are also your reliable source of electricity. Alabama Power is for a better Birmingham and a better Alabama. What is your favorite charity right now? Now, Ab, you ought to know my favorite charity is now and will always be Glove Ministries. Yes. <laughs> Tell everybody about Glove. So Glove is this awesome nonprofit owned by my best friend, my sister, Kay Simmons now. She's my, Kay Dave. My um, birthday twin. Your birthday twin. <laughs> um, and Glove started off as a homeless ministry. Um, Kay traveled the street of Birmingham at night, feeding the homeless, um, ministering, I can't talk. Um, she also had a women's um, prayer group on Tuesday afternoon. Um, and it was so ironic that I worked with her mom. And her mom would always say, I want you to meet my daughter. Y'all should be best friends. And I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. And lo and behold, I was out one night, and her uncle owned a bar. She was behind the bar. I didn't. We didn't know it was. You know, we didn't know. We had a shot together. Went on about our business. Couple of years later, saw her again at the vault, and she was meant telling me how you know she had you know she modeled. So she had been in Africa doing something with American Idol Africa, and she went to this part of Africa where the children didn't have shoes and things of that nature. So when she got back home. God just spoke to her and was like, you know, get, this is not it. This is not what you're supposed to be doing. And it kind of put her on that journey to begin her mission as helping the homeless. In the process, though, Kay was going through things behind the scenes herself, um, which has today transpired into um, another part of GLOVE, which is DV, rehoming. So um, she works with domestic violent victims, um, to get them housing, um, to get them stationary, to get them secure and safe, them and their kids. So I support her always 100%. Um, from day one when she told me about what she was going to do, I was like, well, I can help you do fundraisers. So, you know, we talk every day. That is one friend that I can say it, when you sitting at the table, you want her to sit there with you. Um, so it's going to be a pretty much everyday conversation with us, but what sometime in that conversation is what's going on with glove, what you need. So, you know, everyone, um, if you want more information about glove, you can contact me and I can guide you in the right direction. She has some campaigns going on. She always has needs so we can get these young women and their kids safe. Um, and we still feed as well. So on the other end, if you want to help feed, um, just let us know. But a lot of people ask, what's going on with Glove? So Glove is back. Um, you know, pandemic kind of held everyone off from some of the things that they wanted to do. Life as well, because we got married like two months apart. Um, all that stuff. So a lot of stuff that we had going on, we kind of slowed down. Because when I say we got married like quick, like in 90 days of, you know, engagement and then, you know, two months apart from each other, we've had a lot going on. So, <laughs> but we just, um, she's just been working on rebuilding, making sure that when she came back out, she had her purpose clear and this is what God really wanted her to do. And he has shown her time and time again that this is 
her purpose. So I'm excited for her. So Glove Ministries, yay! Well, <laughs> if you don't answer one of these questions, you're going to make a donation. But they are hard. <laughs> and um, and we're going to talk offline and see how I can help. Okay. <clears throat> we are going to start off with the most important Birmingham question. Alabama State or Alabama A&M? Oh, Bulldogs. <laughs> Go Bulldogs. What about Alabama and Auburn? Roll Tide. <laughs> and now, Birmingham Legion or Birmingham Stallions? Stallions, baby. Birmingham Barons or Birmingham Squadron? Barons, baby. <laughs> Civil Rights Institute or Negro League Museum? Oh, that's so unfair. <laughs> what a shot at. <laughs> no, I ain't no shots. You can send a shot of a cash donation. Oh, man. Let's see. Um, I'm actually going to go with Negro. All right. Sloss Furnace or Vulcan Park? Vulcan Park. That was my reception. <laughs> Birmingham Zoo or McWayne Science Center? The zoo, because it's been there, like, since I've been here. <laughs> <laughs> Crossplex or Legion Field? Oh, man. Come on, Ava. Uh, let me see. Oh, Legion Field, because you could tailgate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Protective Stadium or Legacy Arena? Protective Stadium. All right. The Botanical Gardens or Railroad Park? Railroad Park, baby. Regions Park. Or Rickwood Field. Rickwood. All right. So before we went to a break, mm -hmm. you were kind of leading into your sabbatical, if you will, over the past couple of years. Mm -hmm. And I would love to know, you know, what you gleaned from it mm -hmm. and then how – are you going to use that to take the Magic City Surge to higher heights? Well, like I said, I kind of separated myself, you know, because God was, like, talking to me heavy, you know, and I had to clean my surroundings so I could hear clearly. Um, and he's still talking to me now through situations uh, and he's showing me that he's always held my hand. He's always kind of guided me if I would just stop, listen, and remember. Yeah, when we look back, we can see his yeah. hands all over yeah. us, but yeah. it's hard when we're in the moment. When we're in the moment. Mm -hmm. So just remembering that, okay, this was a setback, but hey, when that happened, look, I took you up a little higher. When that happened, then he went a little bit higher. So he's showing me that glory from glory from glory, the veil to veil to veil. It just gets you greater and greater and closer to him so that your testimony is super genuine and authentic, you know, when you're sharing it. I don't, what I've realized about myself, and this is the take, I cannot thrive if I'm not helping somebody else. I'm not going to make it. If I don't have my hands on blessing somebody else, I can't breathe correctly. And I can't make my business thrive if I'm not helping somebody else. 
I just can't. And it's not because I'm looking for something. You know, it's not um, because you gotta cut that shit out. That's the craziest thing. I it's ever not heard because in my life. I need something. No, it's, but no. let me finish. Uh-uh. You have got to learn how to be selfish, baby, because I, you can't take care of nobody unless you take unless care you of take care of yourself. So you let me finish. All right. See, that's how he do. The illustrious Oliver. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. So what I realized was that is my gift and my talent. So, of course, you know, my church, they had us take this test. And that was it. I'm an administrator. Boo. Hush. But, Boo. Uh, but see, But see, spiritually, an administrator is not what we see an administrator is. An administrator is a leader, a blesser a giver, and a receiver of great things. So as long as I'm doing what God has me to do, because he told us to take care of the least of these, however I can bless somebody else. And what I've learned, as long as I'm blessing somebody else, I'm always blessed. And I tend to do way better handling my stuff because now I'm saying, hold up, wait a minute. I ain't even do that. Let me go back over here and do this. I start realizing what I'm missing and I'm learning from this experience, which makes my experience with what I'm doing even better. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And he wants me to that's still not, be selfish. No, baby, that's not. That's not. I think you're reading the message wrong, and sometimes we do that, baby. Yes, you are one of the few. You know, uh, people talk about a right hand or a wingman or a friend to the end or some. You know. No, you you got you got that down pat, and you know you got the t shirt. But did I get the hat? And you got the hat too. <laughs> but you know, you're at a point where the gifts. Let me t- say it this way. Okay. Um, as I was going through life. Mm-hmm. As I've gone through life and met so many people and, you know, come into contact with so many people and you can't really get from them anything. You just wonder, why, why, Lord, why are you just taking me around like this? When it was his time to move, mm-hmm. he has put all of those pieces in perfect perspective for me. And I ha- and I have no doubt whatsoever that I met such and such for you. I met such and such for Jarita. I met such and such for Eric. I met such and such for Danielle. I learned this for these people. But it's all in house. It's all it's it's for me. It's my turn. It's my turn for people to pour into me so I can pour into my damn family. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been out here in these fields for everybody else, and and wasn't nobody looking out for me. Mm. But God was. Mm -hmm. And these people are in perfect perspective now. That's not to say these aren't friends and loved ones, but I know that as much as I love Stanley and as important a part of my life as he's been as a buddy and as a friend, you know what? If I don't have some extra time, I'm, I'm pouring into me when I, I would have been hanging out with him. 
That's not that's not a knock on that relationship. That's to say my children, they don't eat fun in friendship with other people. Mm-hmm. That does not feed them. That does not clothe them. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm saying is take those gifts and, and use them for you. Mm-hmm. Raise money for you. Mm-hmm. Rally people for you. Mm-hmm. Aggravate people for you. <laughs> I'll get it. You know what I'm saying? Real talk. I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not good with quoting scriptures and I don't know quite which one is what, but I know that word, uh, one of the scriptures said, I'm not going to leave till you bless me. Mm. I will grab you right now and not turn you loose until you bless me. Mm. And you've got to have that kind of um, drive. You've got to have that kind of confidence. Mm -hmm. And you've got to know You've got to be able to look in the mirror and say, you know what? I deserve this because I've poured so much into mm-hmm. other people. And I ain't got nothing to pour no more. Mm. So you've got to you've got to refill your own pots. Mm. Or you ain't got nothing. I was talking to a friend, Dwayne Moore, just the other day. And he Football, was, yeah. Mm. And he was talking about how, how much he gives. And how much he gives, and how much he gives, and how much he gives. But when he sees an opportunity, he going to take it. When he sees an opportunity that that God is clearly trying to bless him, Mm -hmm. he going to take it. And I'm just challenging you. I'm telling you, don't give it all away. Okay. Don't give it all away. I'm not. (laughs) I mean that. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. So what's coming up with the surge, and when does it start? And tell people how can we help. Okay, so let's talk about the surge. Yeah, exclusive. Ding ding ding. ding. <laughs> so the surge is no longer in the ABA. Um, we have decided, as management ownership, that um, it's not a good fit for us. We have outgrown that. Um, it was not benefiting our players in the way we thought it should. Also, we weren't making money like we should. Um, and it's no knock to the league. Um, it's no lock to what, not what we were doing. It's just, you know, what's best for us financially and what's best for the players. But what we decided to do is kind of flip it a little bit. So talking to my friends that have played in the NBA and I have my closest, like big brother friend, he, um, he was a retired globetrotter and it was just like him. He had two options, start your own league. Major City Surge, a show team. So what I learned was um, we people would reach out, and I would, like, go back and look at messages. People were reaching out to bring the surge to their city to pay them to play. And I was like, wow. So as I contacted these people, say, like, look, in 2023, we're going to be looking to do some traveling. Are you still interested in paying our players to travel to come and play uh, for your charity mm-hmm. event or things of that nature? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. But another thing is we have a lot of teams that want to come to Birmingham. Mm -hmm. So we don't have to play just teams in the ABA anymore. We can play whoever we want to. So it's it's two things. Number one, it's more of a focus on getting them to the next level. Mm -hmm. And then number two, 
you don't have the same restrictions exactly. that you used to. Exactly. Gotcha. Gotcha. Exactly. Exactly. So we're super excited about that. Um, our players are experiencing some great opportunities with other leagues. Um, and then now that I'm co-owner and president of a, of a new league, have some of my players that have kind of threw their names in the draft. Um, so it's the HBCU Basketball Association. It's the first um, – a professional basketball league for players or alums of HBCUs. Um, so we're excited about that. We are completing our media deal, so I'm super excited because I'm about to bust in my seams. I'm so ready for them to drop that press release. Oh, that's um, awesome. And it's, 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 it's surprising, you know. I didn't know in which direction God was taking me with this. You know, in sports, you know, I helped invest into football, kind of flopped, you know, Basketball has always worked for me. Am I going to be branched out of other sports? Definitely so later. But right now with the HBCU Basketball Association, it's just so important, especially talking to people that are interested. I've talked to retired NBA players. I've talked to current NBA players, and they are just excited about the step that we're taking because there's not space for us. Mm-hmm. You know, you only have 450 players in NBA. Mm-hmm. Well, if it was up to us, all 450 of them come from HBCU, that's not going to happen. Yeah. So what I've learned throughout this journey is, and like I said, I just create the space. I just create our own space. You know, as a culture, we have always been inclusive. We don't turn anyone away. Um, but, you know, they always bring in something to the table for us. This time, everything is already set. We bring everything to the table. You're welcome to come and eat. Sit for a bit, get full, leave if you need be. But, you know, I'm just glad that it's an opportunity for these guys. We have over 36 commitments uh, from across the United States at HBCUs. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, and we only need 60 players. Um, this is your niece, Kylie. And, um, <laughs> we coming, Marlon. And um, we have women coming aboard as well. So this is an exclusive. You'll be the first to know um, that we're in. It's the same pay to play. So whatever our guys make, they make. That's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, it's just changing the narrative, and we're super excited about that. Well, when um, the time comes, I want our 360 News to do the exclusive. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Outstanding. So, and definitely when we get ready to drop that media piece. Yeah. As soon as they say it's a go, I'll just make sure y'all get a copy as it goes out. I make sure they add you to the media list. Outstanding. Outstanding. Well, tell um everybody I said hello and I love them and maybe we can do something around Thanksgiving or yeah. Uh, Christmas this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you can see them cheering, grandchildren, yeah. especially Marla. She's taller than all of us. I want to thank the Sports Bay, Kimberly Meadows Clark, for joining us. I want to thank you for listening. And as always, a huge shout out to Creed 63, R360News, and UrbanHam.com. God bless. This podcast has been brought to you by Jefferson County Sheriff's Office.